Welcome to Library Land Loves, a podcast from OLA. We believe that libraries are full of the most passionate people on the planet. People who are passionate about their careers, about the people they're serving, and the programs they're running. And that passion doesn't end there. Be it the coffee they're drinking or the pop culture they're consuming, Library Land loves a lot. I am sitting here today with Vicki Vansicle. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Michelle. It's so lovely to see you. You too. And tell us what it is that we will be talking about today. So I'm going to tell you my five top YA novels that every adult should read. Okay, top five novels. And That's you're going right. so you're going number five to number one. Number one being the absolute, or is it just a flat straight list? It's just a list? flat straight list. I'm okay, not good yeah. at picking favorites. Selecting five was challenging um, in the first place. So these are just books that I feel an adult reader who maybe doesn't read YA or has never tried a teen book can try one of these and see what all the fuss is about. Love it. Here we go at a, at a non-hierarchical list. That's right. Number five. So the first one I want to talk about is called How I Live Now by Meg Rossoff and I include this because it was the novel that turned me into a YA reader. I used to be more of a picture book middle grade kind of person. I still am, but this novel really made me think there was something special going on in this category. It's by Meg Rossoff. She's British and also American, and it's it's not exactly dystopian, but it could fit in that genre. It's about a girl named Daisy who's American who goes to live with cousins she's never met in England. They live in this amazing house in the middle of the country, and while they're there, um, essentially a war breaks out, and they don't know what's going on. Like They don't have sort of access to the internet. The power is dropped. And in a weird way, they're living this in idyllic paradise. There's no adult there. It's just four teenagers. But then, of course, the war comes to them. And it's about how Daisy sort of deals with it and deals with this sort of burgeoning forbidden love, which I, mm. I won't say much else about. And it was just the language is beautiful. It's such a tightly written story. And I, I, I don't think I've ever met anyone who I've given this book to who didn't love it. Is it a recent? It's not super recent. So I think okay. it was probably out around 2005 hmm. but it's still in print um, it's still quite a popular book and it deserves to be fantastic so say, say the title for that one, one more that's time. how i live now by oh, meg yeah. rossoff okay number four so the next one is a more recent title um and in the interest of full disclosure this is a book that i worked on at penguin random house i was the publicist for this title and it's the agony of bun o'keefe by heather smith so this is some can con so um, this book is everything I love in a novel. It's voice driven, it's an ensemble cast. Um, it's really, really full of hope, but also, um, as in the title, agony. So it's about a girl, um, she has been homeschooled by a mother who didn't really homeschool her. The mother has some mental health issues. And so she's essentially made herself this little world where she learns things from things her mother brings home on hoarding trips. So she learns how to speak and sort of be a person in the world by these old VHS tapes. And she's quite literal. So one day her mother says, get out. And so she takes it literally and goes into downtown um, St. John's in Newfoundland and there she meets a boy named Busker Boy who thinks I don't think it's okay for you to be out on the streets alone and he brings her home to his group home so it's very much about the families we make out of the friends that we meet um, there's some really harsh topics and yet you never really fear for Bun because she's so optimistic mm. and such a strong character um, it's just a fantastic novel. I think Heather Smith has an incredible um, sense of story and voice, and I just, I absolutely loved it. And even in House at Penguin, we always talk about something was good, but was it Bun O'Keefe good? That's how much we love this. So that's The Agony of Bun O'Keefe by Canadian author Heather Smith. I like that. 
the level has to be at bun level. That's right. You know, there's there's levels you have to reach, and yeah. if it's not a bun level, get out of the kitchen. Get you know? out of my office. Yeah. Number three. So number three, um, this is for fans of historical fiction. I feel like a lot of people growing up go through a World War II book phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that I ever really got out of that phase. And Codename Verity by Elizabeth Ween, um, and this book was out about six years ago, and it was really quite popular, and it deserves it. So it's essentially... It is a thriller, it is a friendship story, it's a World War II story. It's about um, a young woman who wants to be a pilot and she's having sort of a panic attack and she meets this other young woman who is a spy and her name is Verity and they sort of make this connection and they become friends. They're from very different parts of society in, in Britain and it's the story of how Verity is captured and how um, her friend, who I am completely blanking, but I'm pretty sure her name is Maddie. It's either Maddie or Maggie. It's very Scottish. Um, she sort of comes to terms with this and how, I don't want to say that it's a rescue, but there is a moment where they come together. And it goes, it's in two different perspectives. The twists in this are shocking. I don't want to say too much because I think part of the reading experience is just getting sucked into it and then having the twists happen. And it's just a breathless read. One of the things I love about it is it's a YA novel that is about friendship and the love between women and friends, and it has nothing to do with the romance. I think a lot of people assume that YA is very Mm romance-driven, and that's true because as a teenager, romance is interesting and new, and I don't think we should discount that, Mm -hmm. but it sometimes can be hard to find books without that. And Mm -hmm. so if you're looking for something that's not about that, Codename Verity is just amazing, gripping, thrilling writing. Love it. Okay, number two. So the next one I want to talk about, another Canadian, um, Susan Juby is beloved in Canada. Um, She's most well known for the Alice series, which came out many years ago. Um, But she is just such a whip smart uh, YA writer. And one of my favorite books of hers is The Truth Commission. So this book is about two years old now. And it is essentially about a girl in a very sort of quirky art school and she has to do an independent study project. And the book you're reading is her project. And she and her friends, who are also amazing and quirky and the kind of people I wish I knew when I was in high school, start something called the Truth Commission, where they decide to just walk up to people and ask them embarrassing questions to get to the truth. So things like, did you actually have a nose job, like everyone is talking about? Or, are you gay? Let's just get it over with. And so it starts off this sort of interesting, um, sort of, I don't want to say there's this unfortunate series of events it's an interesting series of events where the school starts to talk about like when are we honest when are we not honest so it sort of tackles that on the surface but underneath is this really powerful story about her sister who's sort of a Kate Beaton-esque star like she's very young she's very hip she has all these interesting graphic novels Um, but the sister has come back she's sort of hiding in the room she keeps alluding to this horrible thing that happened to her but she doesn't want the main the main sister, Normandy, who's the one who's telling the story, to tell anyone about it. And so it's a lot about the secrets that we keep, the lies that people tell. And it becomes very clear throughout the book that this sister who everyone knows and loves and respects and, and her family has sort of bent over backwards for um, is not a good person and is not telling the truth. Mm. And if Normandy comes forward with it, she's blowing apart her whole family and her sister's life in a way. But you know, what is the cost of the truth? And Mm -hmm. I think this, I mean, this happened before certain elections, but the idea of what is the truth? How do you get to the truth? When do you tell the truth versus when do you sort of aim for Mm self-preservation, I think is really important. And to top it all off, Susan Juby is very funny. And so there's these incredible one-liners. The banter is amazing. I tell people one of the reasons I love YA is the banter. 
And Susan Juby is a queen of banter. So that's the Truth Commission by Canadian Susan Juby. Okay, and number one. So I, I, if you look at my sheet here, I've like written things down and crossed them out because five feels like a very limiting number. (laughs) But um, I wanted to talk about the miseducation of Cameron Post. This is another older novel. I used to work at HarperCollins, and this is one of the first books I worked on on their U.S. list. And it's the story of a girl who's coming of age in Montana. And very sort of early on in her tweendom, she realizes that she's gay and it does not go well. And her, her parents die in a car accident quite early and she's with a very strict um, family member. And they essentially send her to reassignment camp. Um, so the woman who wrote it is also a lesbian. It's not based on her own experience and the, the feelings of it are, but she looked into these sort of reassignment camps and re-education camps and what they meant and, and how they worked. And um, it's just really a stunning book. It's very classic coming of age in the way that I think sometimes adult books that are sort of coming of age that feature teenagers, this book feels like that. Um, There was a movie, actually the movie was just made, it was just at, I wanna say Sundance, I can't remember, I don't know my film festivals that well, but, um, and it got a really great reception there. And so they've really been sort of pushing it and I would love that it comes to TIFF. I hope at the very least this movie brings more people to the book, which I thought was just amazing. It's by Emily Danforth. Hmm. Um, I actually think it's E. Danforth on the book, but her name is Emily Danforth. But it was just such an important story um, and just a fantastic read. And that's what YA is. I mean, you know, teens don't have the time or the energy to go on crazy tangents or deal with too much description or too much, you know, too much overwriting, Mm -hmm. I think. So Mm -hmm. what you find in YA is very honest um, very emotional and very sort of questioning kinds of stories and I think all five of these do that. Fantastic. Yay! The one that I'm gonna add yes. that I read recently and was one of those ones where I was reading it I had two chapters left at 11 p.m. and I just had to plow through yep. was The Hate You Give by yes. Angie Thomas yes. which I know is a bestseller and probably a lot of people are reading it right now but the messaging in that book mm-hmm. around race relations around what it means to be black in America or in the world right now and from a teen's perspective, it was, it was amazing. It was, yeah. it was fascinating. I learned so much from the book. I learned so much about black culture that I didn't know even. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just one of those ones that it stayed with me still now. I read it two months ago. I completely agree. And I think that is one of those books that five, 10, 15 years from now, when people talk about YA, that's gonna be a, a keystone title for sure. It's yeah. excellent. Yeah, it was great. Yay. Thank you so much for joining My us today. My pleasure. What a fun thing to do on a Library Friday. Land loves Vicki Bansicle. Let's oh, well, say that. Well, now I love Library Land. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you.